This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by David. Hi Tom, you're right. Yeah, not bad mate. How are you doing? Not too bad. Um, almost looking forward now to Wednesday's game because just to get, you know, get all of the old stuff out of the out of the you know out of my mind just forget about it it's done it's dusted move on and look forward now yeah that's the thing isn't it you know it's a disappointing defeat in the week um obviously no game at the weekend which is also a bit frustrating but like you say get get on to wednesday now and wednesday on wednesday and hopefully we can pick things back up um so yeah this evening we're going to look back on the reading game and also look ahead to the sheffield wednesday game um this will be a bit shorter than our usual pod as you know we don't particularly want to dwell on the reading game for too long and i think we've previewed sheffield wednesday possibly twice now so yeah hopefully the sheffield wednesday sky extra podcast yeah exactly a hat trick of previews hopefully we'll actually uh, we'll actually play them so so yeah dave let's look back at the reading game uh first of all what were the match stats and and how did they sort of reflect the the scoreline on the night yeah and it's i suppose it's quite frustrating really because the key one being three nil um and when you look at possession 55 percent uh we had and and reading had 45 percent 12 total shots we had seven um, but the key was six on target for those guys and and two for us. So it, in possession stats and even total shots, you know, we were, we were up there. It just goes to show that we, we just didn't put them away. Yeah, exactly. And actually, you know, two of those brilliant chances came very early on. You know, we started quite brightly. Um, O'Hare obviously cut off a, a pass that was uh, heading towards back to the keeper. But his, you know, what something that we've seen quite a lot this season, his finishing just wasn't quite there, was it? He should have sort of drilled it in and it was quite a weak effort really, wasn't it, in the end, Dave? 
It is. It's frustrating. I think we are all just absolutely buzzing for O'Hare to join in the summer to, you know, um, say that he wanted to join the Sky Blues and not stay at his, you know, boyhood club um, and he'd come through the academy. So, that you know, that was huge. And this season, you can't, you cannot, you know, his work ethic's so good, you know, you can't do anything about that. He, he is, literally works harder than anyone on the pitch. And that was, you know, obviously seen when he, he with the sending off, when he nicked the ball um, in, a, in a previous fixture. So you can't, there's nothing you can say about work harder. And there's nothing more frustrating, I think, than a player that doesn't. Sometimes mm. we've had players in the past that have been really talented. Um, I think of players like Stern John, for example, that was really talented. He only need to get a shot away and it could go go in. Um, but but didn't always seem to be wanting to chase back and put the work yeah. ethic in. So yeah, there's there's no doubting his ability in terms of ball carrying, getting back and tackling. I think he still has the highest sort of tackles or something in the in the division for midfielder, which is which is mad for the position he plays. Um, so yeah, it's no no doubting his ability there. Um, there was also a chance for Ostergaard. You know, he gets up really well, doesn't he? But it glances wide. Um, I think the frustration for me was we had two great chances there to score first and it's becoming more and more apparent that that first goal is really important in these games, isn't it, Dave? It's just a completely different game, isn't it, once that happens. If you're tuned in, tuned up inside of 10, 15 minutes, you're you're absolutely laughing. Um, just to go back to the O'Hare, we've talked about it so much on the podcast. For me, it just doesn't wash now that oh, if he scored that, then he would have been a £10 million player. And it's... Because mm. it, 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 well, it, it's a really... You know, it's a chance that he needs to put away. And, and he is in that position. And he, he is... He's, you know, he's starting ahead of perhaps Jamie Allen and other players that, you know, will be sitting on the sidelines thinking, I would have buried that, you know. Whether or not they would have been in the chance to do that. And to capitalise on such sloppy play from Reading early on would have really set the tone of the fixture. And I think we just let ourselves down by not doing that, not punishing teams. And yeah. I think that's, again, what we just haven't done enough this season. And again, we didn't do it enough in this game. Other teams have just punished us yeah. for the most littlest of mistakes. Um, and we'll come on to one a bit later for the Reading game. But that's what we're not doing. We're not punishing mm. teams when they deserve to be punished. Yeah. That was a shocking ball across the pitch. Totally wayward. All right, it was early on. But, you know, they're talking Reading. We're talking a team that's top five and they're yeah, spraying, a ball. On them. Yeah, spraying a ball across your own box, you know, and, and they get away with it. And other teams wouldn't have let them get away with it. Your Watfords, your Norwiches, doesn't matter about, I know we talk about the golfing finances, we talk about the golfing value of players, but we've got to start capitalising on these mistakes because that's the only difference between our fixtures this season and the score lines has been that we've we've switched off for a period and and mm. they've capitalised on it, whereas we we haven't. I completely agree with you. Like you can talk about finances till the cows come home, but realistically, if you if you you know you're going to get chances, teams will still make mistakes. You know, they're even though they're they're expensive players, they they have got a mistake in them. And we, like you say, we've got to be capitalising on it. Otherwise, we're going to struggle to pick up points. Um, Reading inevitably grew into the game. Um, Zhao kind of muscled home off the ball. Obviously, it was it was a good ball into the box, but I mean, Hyam really kind of got bullied off it, didn't he? Um, in that situation but you know Zhao scored 19 goals this season and and talking about you know golf between the teams you know we we haven't got that sort of 19 goal a, a, a season striker in our team have we Dave? No but it's you know you can from from Haim's point of view we, we've got the wrong side 
and he's away. He's a very talented striker. He scored hatful of goals, like you said there. And it's always a bit dangerous there about what you do because it seems so this season we've given away so many penalties that I'm sure that probably played on Haim's mind of thing, when you know they each had hold of each other, but he did just shrug him off. And mm. yeah, you could say it was frustrating to see that he muscled him off the ball, but if he'd have perhaps pushed um, Xiao the way that he pushed Haim, I think it probably would have been a penalty, to be yeah. honest. It yeah. seems weird, but... It, You're right, the, the striker almost, has sort of you know, has the advantage, it back and he's almost pu- pushed him with like one arm to, mm. to push him off. And had that have been the defender doing that, I think it would have been a penalty. So, yeah, it's frustrating, a frustrating goal to to concede because it was just too easy, wasn't it? It was so easy. And regardless yeah. of it, who's at fault, it just looked to me like a bit of a lack of communication. Mm. Um, and once he got into that position, he was strong and there's only one, you know, one thing that's happening. Yeah, definitely. Um, we went in 1-0 down at half-time. Um, what do you think Robbins would have been saying to the players, Dave? I think he would have been saying, actually, that, look, we've had two golden opportunities. We've got to put them away, but we're in this game. I think he would have also said that Reading weren't particularly, at times, I don't think they were particularly uh, clinical um, in their passing. I thought they were quite sloppy at times. Um, but at the same time, they've got that... They've just got that ounce of quality sometimes that will allow them to to score, you know, to score. Whereas I think sometimes we look like we've got to really work hard to to produce a goal, and they they look like they could just do it at, at ease at times. Mm. Um, but I think he would have been quietly saying, you know, we're in this game. It's only one nil. Um, we're still in the game and, and we go out the second half and we'll get a chance. You know, the chances will come. I, I, yeah. I felt like that going into half time that we'd have more yeah. chances. Didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did feel like that. Um, obviously, <laughs> whatever we thought and whatever everyone said was, was kind of scrapped within seconds really, wasn't it? Because we came out second half and, and we found ourselves 2-0 down. This was a disappointing goal, wasn't it, Dave? So so soon after half time. Yeah, it's just show them the line. The guy is the yeah. guy's got his back to goal, uh, going away from goal. Um, just show him the line, and again, Hyams allowed the cross to come in. He's obviously just sort of tried to stand him up, um, but he's thrown him with the dummy, and it's come across. You know, it, there was there was acres of room for the guy that missed the shot. I can't think of who who his name, and I'm not going to attempt to say it. But it came into the penalty box, and he completely missed miss hit mm. his shot. But he was completely free. There was no one marking him tight enough to to intercept. So we were, you know, a couple of yards off of him. And then, nah, Wilson can't do anything about that. Regardless if he got down sooner, there's a sea of players. And if you've played the game, you'll know that if you've got got a sea of players and defenders in your way and attackers, it's it's pinball stuff. It can go anywhere. And it was a, you know, it was a well-hit strike. Mm. Yeah, it was. It and was. I, I, I can't be, you know, I can't be saying that Wilson could have got mm. got to it because if, if he could have got to it, other players could have stuck a, stuck a foot out and blocked it. There was that many players in front yeah, of him. Yeah, he's the so. last line of defence, isn't he? Yeah, yeah just really disappointing <laughs> because then it had that air of um, you knew that it was just going to play out the 90 minutes. It was almost a hard watch, I think. Yeah. Uh, to, to I, go, I imagine a lot yeah. of people possibly turned off um, and I would a lot of people... Unfortunately, we had the live to to talk to afterwards. I think otherwise I would have been 
watching it fraps in the background not turned what, it you off. weren't you weren't buzzing for the life when we went to down day yeah and it's just <laughs> it, it's just a frustration because we we say about cow hair actually and we say a lot of these things every week and it'd be no different if we we're in the pub now we'd probably be discussing the same well not now because it's a <laughs> sunday morning but if we're in the pub on a saturday night after the football we'd be saying the same things and the the things that we're saying are we're not that far away and that's what's more frustrating yeah i get what i've you said mean, it yeah. so many times on the live if we were a wickham that got smashed every week you go fine there's a golfing class we're not good enough um but i actually think at times they're letting themselves down because they mm. play so well and they've achieved so much the football that they played in league one has to, in my mind has stepped up into the championship and that's where they deserve to play their football because they played championship football in league one yeah they've totally got that side of things you know hamer sprays the ball around perfectly we look most of the time comfortable at the back the keepers look fine with it at their at their feet in terms of you know yes it's a worry playing it around the back but we 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 do it and we 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 play nice football and i just think it's there's a lot of common themes isn't there tom that run through and it's not supporting the striker fast enough regardless of who that is up front and i think the new lad will be thinking what have i let myself in for here i'm just going to be chasing balls around for mm. 90 minutes which is frustrating for a striker isn't it yeah it is definitely and another one of those sort of themes and, and things we're seeing a lot is, is giving the ball away it definitely was apparent the other night um just giving the ball away in silly areas really sloppy passing especially the back three um and one of those unfortunately led to fads getting sent off and you can't really blame fads for it can you in a way because what else could he do in that situation? We've all played football. We all know what happens there. You kind of have to take one for the team. And when, you, when you've already been booked, it's, it's one of those, isn't it, Dave? I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. Um, what else could he have done, though? Yeah. He's an experienced player. Mm. and but You can't just let your man run through, can you? That's, you can't let your one. man run through. But there was players getting round behind him. We mm. were all out of sync. I don't know. Look, hindsight's a beautiful thing. And when you look back on a replay and it's slowed down a little bit, you, you can possibly say that should he have just, you know, because he did dive in, if that mm. makes sense. And and actually, I don't know. The ball's come across and he he's expecting to, to have it to his feet, I guess. Um, but when that didn't happen and he knew he wasn't going to get to it, he could have dropped off a couple of yards, backed off, and possibly try to have stood the defender up a little bit more. But yeah, it, at the same time, when you look back, it, he's committed. Once he's committed, that's it. No, you're absolutely right. Once he's committed to that, he's going to try and make a tackle. He's yeah, gone and he's walking. That's the thing, isn't it? And yeah. I kind of think it, it sort of like, it epitomised, he sort of did it to epitomise the performance. It sort of looked like he just did it out of frustration almost. Yeah, well, I think, it, yeah, genuinely a little bit of that as well. You know, it's a bit of, Frustration, you know, when your man gets past you or there's a poor pass and you just hit the moment, you know, he's gone think, in for it. I think so, yeah. He probably thought as well, the game's over. If, yeah. if, if it gets sent off, it's not like I'm going to cost the team any points sort of thing. You know, if we were 1-0 up and he does that, he's going to, you know, maybe think a bit more about what he's going to do. But yeah, it was, a, like you say, it kind of just epitomised the, the stage of the game we were at and the, uh, the fact that the game had gone really. Um, and then... They kind of just finish it off. Swift bangs in the free kick. Let's be honest, Dave, it was a worldie, wasn't it? 
yeah. mean, I watched Soccer AM yesterday and they featured it on there with, you know, the three or four other worldy strikes from in the week. So that sort of tells you everything you need to know. It was a it was a brilliant goal, wasn't it, really, from Swift. He's a good player. Yeah, it was. But I I think also you've got to say that if we had been tuned up and the game would have been very different, I think, I mean, everyone thought he was going to clip it in. I don't think the guy would have had the confidence if they weren't too new up to just have a have a lever at it and think, oh, I'm just going to take it on. Yeah. If it was nil-nil, I don't think he'd be taking that no, free kick be, on like no, that. No, of course, you'd be a bit more tactical about it, wouldn't you? You'd get it into the box and, you know, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think but it's, it's just a fantastic what... strike. I'm not taking yeah. anything away from it, but no, I'm just but... saying that what, what that means is that we've almost given them the ability to have the confidence to take on outrageous things like that mm. because they think, well... Oh, well, if it goes if it goes high wide and not at all handsome, yeah. don't doesn't matter. Who cares? Like Absolutely. you know, we're tuning up, we're balling it. We got. It, in fact, they weren't controlling possession. Interestingly enough, by the look of the stats, but it fa- certainly felt like that, and it felt like one you know one way traffic um, for anything good in the second half. But yeah. it's just such a shame because I I say it every week. I've said it already. I'll say it again. We're not too far away. We're we play lovely football and yeah, lovely football doesn't stay, keep you in the division, but I'd much rather be watching us do that every week rather than parking a bus, packing it out and getting beat one nil by a, you know, one little sheer part of brilliance from a, a player that's multi-million pound player. So yeah, I, I, I do like too. that we take the, take the game to people. I do like that we play football and I think that will that will be the thing that keeps us in this championship, in this yeah. in this league, because I think the teams that are around us and just above and below won't be able to cope with that type of football. Whether yeah, on I agree, our day. With you, Dave. And I think I think the other thing as well is you know we've and we've said this you know a few times now. This season is about scraping through, but if you can do that and play nice football, you know if you if you scrape through, like if Wickham stayed up, for example, playing the football they do, they're not going to ever really progress. They're going to do the same again next year, and they yeah. will get. You know, they probably would go down next year by quite a way. Yeah. Whereas I think if we can stay up this year, even if it's by a point or whatever, but we're playing nice football, that's something to build on. You know, people will. For example, Premier League clubs will send players on loan to Coventry because we play nice football. Players like Ryan Giles would not be sent on loan to Wickham because you know it doesn't. He doesn't fit into their system, and they don't play the sort of football that suits. So I think we're doing the right thing, like you say, to be playing the the, the football we do. And if we stay up, we'll we can definitely definitely kick on next season. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and attract players that that you know want to play. Yeah. The the players that have come here has been because Mark Robbins plays football. I mean, he Hamer, sets out his team in the right way. Hamer, for example, you know, it's he suits the style perfectly. In fact, he's he's probably he's improved our style, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know? And also, it, it, think about that. If you brought Hamer in from, um, you know, from the, the the league that he came, you know, European, and then you just bypassed him all game for ninety minutes by hoofing it long, keeper to keeper, pretty much. One, what would it, what would happen to his value? Because he'd go yeah. missing. He'd be going missing for long periods of time. Our style of play has allowed us to showcase Hamer, and as much as we hate talking about it, he is going to leave Coventry City at some point. It might not be at the end of this season. It might be the end of next season, hopefully, so we all get a chance to see him in yeah. in action. But if we don't, you know, this style of football has added millions onto his I, price I tag. Completely, I completely agree. It's not. Think, it's no. Yeah. It's no. Um, you know. It's no chance of luck if you no, like that he's agree. showcased his talents yeah no I, I agree i think yeah like you say I, I hope we get to see him next season i just 
I, I've just got this feeling that the, the money we'd get from him is the money we need to help ourselves become a more established championship club. I, I really strongly believe we probably need, you know, eight to 10 million pounds to become a, an established team. That's, you know, three or four or five signings, but also obviously the wage bill as well. Um, and, you know, it might be a case that we have to sell him to do that, but it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just progression really, isn't it? And, and everyone has to sort of, you know, get themselves in into the league and, and stay there. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, I was just going to mention Biamu coming on because, you know, we've obviously got sort of two two strikers now. We've got Gilkeres and Biamu, who, and you know, obviously Gilkeres started the game. But what what do you think about that sort of position, that lone striker? Because for me, Biamu excites a little bit more. He obviously had another effort off the post late on. Um, he obviously had one against Norwich as well. How, how, what do you feel about that 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 position at the moment, Dave? It's just a very tough one. They're both making up the numbers, if we're honest. Yeah. Um, our first choice striker is out injured. And well, worryingly enough, first and second choice. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Worry enough. Our first choice striker is. I mean, I'm not sure how back, how quickly he's going to get back. And are you, and, are you and, as in, and are you saying Gordon is first choice? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and even if um, you know Matty Gordon does get back. You know, what a nightmare situation to be coming back into from a long injury. You know, mm. you've got to be you've got to be completely right at it because these championship games are absolutely relentless. They're thick and fast. And it, he's going to be coming back at a time when we're going to we're going to need goals. I, I, I think you possibly right off Matt Godden for this season, to be honest, Dave. I just think. For the t- if you think of the timescales of his injury, it's going to be a couple of months at least, isn't it? I know he he tends to get back a bit quicker from injuries, but that doesn't seem to have served him well. If we're if we're being honest, I mean, he's been rushed back before and it and it's been too soon. So I feel like for his career and for you know for him for the sake of him having a, a whole season playing for us, we might just have to let him you know have a full recovery this time round. And you know it might be a case that he doesn't play again this season, which is really sad, but. You know, we we can't rush him back again and then get injured again and then miss his pre-season. And it just goes on and on, doesn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. And and then you've got Tyler Walker, of course, which I'm not, well, sure, what hope, the, I'm not sure what the diagnosis is on I think he's that got a couple of weeks left. Of, right? um, yeah, exactly. He's got a couple of weeks left. And I think he's he's probably our hope for the rest of the season. If we can keep him fit, I do have a lot of faith in Tyler Walker. I think he's a good player. He's got a good, good finishing ability. And I think, I do believe, I think our midfield is of getting there now. Um, I really like Matty James in there. I'd like to see Hamer a bit further forward, a bit more creative. And I do believe we can score more goals. So that is one of the hopes we've got, is that if Walker can come back in, um, then then we'll, we'll be in better shape. Um, anyway, we'll we'll move on shortly. But um, well, Tom, just talking about yeah. going, because I know that was the original question. I diverted it by talking about our strikers. But look, I think... What I mean is that they're standing in for the two strikers. So they were never going to be first choice at the start of the season. The new chap, obviously, you know, has, has been, let's be honest, a bit of a, not a panic, but it's yeah. been a... It's been How long a, were you going to call him the new chap, Dave? Uh, <laughs> until until what have you I... What uh, for years and you call him the new chap? Yeah, well, I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm caught on on the side of caution of just not making an absolute hash of it, but we'll um, get the hang of it soon. Yeah, it, it's. I, I think that you know he wouldn't even be at the squad. You know, wouldn't be at the club if if 
everything else had gone to plan. So for me, it's very difficult. Um, Biamu is obviously going to spend, you know, he'll give you everything. But again, at the age that he is and and whatever, he he is just making up the squad rotation at the moment. And do I, I just think that the other, you know, uh, I'm going to have a go now because it's, uh, what's his name? Is it Jokovic? So we Jokovic? 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 Yeah. So, but I, I think, you know, probably a bit quicker, probably will um, offer us. I thought he offered a bit. I thought he held up the ball well. Not that Max doesn't, but I thought he held up the ball well. But I don't think the striker is the problem. I also don't think the system is the problem. I just think that we're not getting up and supporting um as as much now whether that's because kelly's out the squad and people don't feel that they can go move forward as much as a unit um because cal o'hare doesn't have much support either at times Mm, yeah um you know we used to go up as a sort of free we used to go up and it would be you know jamie allen and o'hare uh would be linking up with with matty godden and we'd be playing triangles at that top third you know at the final third of the pitch yeah. whereas we're not really we're we're playing forward from from out of our own half or out of our own box and there's just such a huge space in the middle of the park that we're just not getting up to support so look i you've got to give him a chance and mm. see what happens you know what you're going to get with max but yeah, Max has stepped up in the championship. You know, you're talking about a player that, that played National League football. I know he's come through the system. He's added a lot of physicality to his game. He he knows where the goal is. And I, I've no doubt that Max will do a job for us up there. But I, you don't, you don't think... need to be the main man, do you? I mean, I'd, if we can get Walker back and you've got Max maybe on the bench as a, like an impact player, he's, you know, if you think about his Coventry career, he's always been a sort of contributor in bit and parts, hasn't he? He's never yeah. been a he's never been your sole striker that gets you your fifteen to twenty goals. I think even in League Two, you know, he he came in at the end. He, he helped us, you know, win the playoffs. And um, last season, he did a lot in the FA Cup, for example. So he's never been a player that plays all season. But I, it'd be nice if he could make the odd contribution off the bench or the odd game where we might perhaps change the system and play two up front. I think that would probably suit him better, wouldn't it, Dave? Yeah, exactly. And we are where we are. You know, Robbins wouldn't have planned on both his key strikers being out injured after Christmas in crucial time of the season. So, you know, you know, we, they've been unlucky with so that. Unlu- so unlucky. So um, unlucky. Very unlucky. And I mean, the and- spine of our team is out as well. You know, you know, there's Morosi, Rose, Kelly, Godden. I mean, that that's the spine of the team that won League One. That was the the team that you know they, those players played week in week out, um, and they're not they're not available at the moment. So to be where we are, considering, I think you know it's it's not too bad, really, is it? No, exactly. And the key cog in the League One um, season was that players, even though it didn't seem there was competition at times for places, yeah. I think, um, especially in that middle park especially in there. Um, yeah, I mean, O'Hare got you know, dropped out a few times, didn't he? You know, he didn't, his place wasn't, I mean, this season it's been his place, he's played every game, but like you say, he he wasn't guaranteed a place on the team sheet last season. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, people, you know, quite rightly are, are asking questions of, of Hyam and, you know, fads and stuff, but 
they've, you know, they're playing a lot of football. I know this one, we had a big 10 week game um, break, but it's also that they, they probably know that they're not going to sit out. You know, Hyam probably is comfortable knowing that he's not going to sit out. And I don't think that would change the way he plays. Don't get wrong. I think he's an extremely talented mm. footballer. And I think yeah. he's very, very committed to the club and in, in and into the way that he plays in all of the tackles. I'm just, what I'm saying is that competition for places, it does keep people sharp and keep people, um, you know, making sure that the standards are kept as high as they can. I think when you have such a depleted squad, the team can start looking around to think, well, who's the new person that's going to, you know, grab the grab the game or who's the new person that's going to help us? And possibly that's what we're looking for at the moment, whereas it would have been Godden or it would have been perhaps Kelly to have G'd up the team and, and got them going. We, we've not got that that presence on the pitch. So, you know, it is quite rightly people are looking around to see who that next person will be. Yeah, definitely. Um, final point on the Reading game. I'm going to ask you for a man of the match, Dave, which probably isn't the easiest one you've had to do all season. But who would you pick out of the, the performances on the night? Uh, I think it would be Darbo, who just... Uh, who just Best of a bad bunch. Pitched pipped harmer <laughs> but, yeah. um to uh Harmer. you yeah. going with the sky the sky option of harmer yeah you darbo harmer yeah um but no i'm only joking but i think darbo darbo said it now dabbo is class darbo. um dabs was brilliant again in terms he's, of getting he's got his he form started, back hasn't he he's back yeah, he to started himself. a little bit um he started the game i thought oh i'm not sure i I'm, i remember i think i texted you saying i'm not sure what Dabo we're going to see today I, f- mm. I was a bit concerned when he sort of looked a bit out of position but then yeah he really turned it on and and that's such a shame but it's again it's that support it's that support and and flooding the box yeah and we just don't have that we talked yeah. about Reading they missed an opportunity before they scored just as they scored the goal it went straight through one of their players and their strikers but there was someone on the ed- edge of the box backing him up to strike it home yeah. we've got you know Max or um, you know, hardly anyone in the box at times, and I think that's the problem because doesn't make it just doesn't. The, the Reading were quite comfortable. The crosses were coming in were really dangerous from from Dabo, but they didn't really have to worry because there was no other. You know, they had three or four men to to our one, so yeah. we've yeah, got to get up and support. Yeah, completely agree with you there. I'm just going to read out a few of our listener um, comments in terms of man of the match. Uh, Jamie Dawson said, Dabo, if I had to pick one, but none deserve anything, to be honest. Uh, Dave Simpson said, hard to pick anyone. Biamu was good when he came on. Everyone else below par for me. Uh, Neil Johnson just put, no one did well. Uh, Lee Tallis said, Dabo, the rest were woeful. Ed Hewison said, uh, Hamer, as always. Um, Stephen Rowe said, difficult when we lose 3-0 and have a man sent off. And Mark Watts says the kit man. So shout out to Marshy there. You uh, got man of the match for Mark's opinion. Well, that was a cheery section of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, not 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 great. From a couple of couple of positive comments though. Um, Steve Warmby said Matty James looked very assured. Quality touches and passes. I feel like I didn't notice Matty James as much in the game, to be honest. But I think he is. He has got some quality about him. And yeah, looking forward to seeing him more this season. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. So yeah, let's move on from Reading. We can forget about that and uh, and move on. We've got Sheffield Wednesday on Wednesday. Um, I put out a tweet yesterday just to, to with a few words to describe sort of how big I think the, our next three games are starting on Wednesday. Um, Dave, what sort of word or, or words would you use to sort of describe 
how big the next three games are. Wicked, wicked. Wednesday is massive. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't know. It's just huge, isn't it? Now it's yeah. for me. It's crunch time a bit. Do you feel? Uh, it's just a. It's a scary thought, but at the same time, a nice not a nice situation, but that we're getting dragged into it, if that makes sense, rather than as, as just being there constantly all season. Um, I, yeah, so, I feel like it's crunch time a bit because, like, let's be honest, right? If we win two out of these three, we're going to be right out of it, aren't we? If we beat Wednesday, so there's a big gap between us and there's the sort of three teams that are that are a bit behind now. If we lose two out of these three, we are right, right back in it, aren't we? Like, yeah, really no, back in course. it. So, you know, it, they they look a bit like big, big games. Um, but they are winnable games. They are. But I think what we've got to realise is that Sheffield Wednesday, and as, as poor a season that they're having, and how much of that is mentally been brought on by their points reduction. But let's not forget, they've clawed that back. Okay, oh, I mate, know it was I, reduced. I know they, it was reduced, but yeah. silently they've been going about their work. Mate, they're and in form. probably just been thinking that Sheffield Wednesday are not that great because they're down at the bottom of the league. You know, I don't have the, the, the time to watch every single championship match and it's the same for a lot of our followers. And when you look at the table, the table, it just looks like, oh, Sheffield Wednesday down there. And you know that they had the the deduction and then you know it was reduced to six. But they're not, are they? You know, and they've got some they've, they've got some good players in there and they're going to be a really, really difficult game, you know, on, on, on Wednesday. And I think it's going to be tough. But at the same time, definitely one that's winnable. Yeah, yeah, completely agree with you. Yeah, I think I think they're in a bit of a false position, like you say. I mean, when you look at the table, you know, they've they've won six games as well and, and they've drawn seven. So they if it wasn't for their deduction, they'd be one point behind us and they've had quite a similar season to us. Um and we wouldn't say we've had a bad season, I would say. So I think and they're in a bit of form as well. You know, they've won one two or three of their last few games. So yeah, it's it's definitely not gonna be an easy game. Um I think one concern for this one is obviously Fads is going to be suspended, um, which kind of leaves a bit of a hole in our defence in that central position. There's players like Drysdale, obviously back from Gillingham. There's young players like Thompson. What do you do about that position, Dave? Do you, do you switch to a back four? Do you stick with a three and bring one of the younger lads in? What do you think Robbins will be thinking? Um, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult, but trying to think who would make up of the three. It's well, it's, very, it's very, very tough. It's going to be, you know, Hyman Ostgard and one of Drysdale or, well, there's DaCosta can play there, I think. So it's Drys, but yeah, it's, you know, Drysdale, DaCosta or um, Thompson. And and I'd, I wouldn't, I don't know how confident I'd feel about any of them stepping up in this game. Um, yeah, I think, I think which you makes go 4-4 four, four, too. Go four, but then, then you lose the, the sort of wing backs, don't you? You do lose the wing backs, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's a concern really because if you play a high four four two to to allow McCallum and and Dabo to to sort of get up and support, you could really be you know we're not the best, are we? Of the ball going behind us to be exactly, honest, mate. over the top. Um, but I think I think four four two will be a, a solid you know a solid way to to line up I think um and it will also give us a chance to get some support up to a, the striker and and Biamu he looks completely out of sorts up there on his own he the best he's looked this season was when he played with Tyler yep. Walker at Watford yep. 
Which is we yeah, we've known that about Biami, you know, he 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 much prefers playing as a two, doesn't he? It was the same last season as well. So you know, I, I that's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. I would sacrifice that. And what I would also do is in the middle of the park I'd I'd have Matty James and Hamer and I would just make us difficult to beat, mm. you know? And and unfortunately I'd probably you know, O'Hare is it's tough, isn't it? You know, they're just gonna have to do a job you know how yeah. many players have we spoke to now on the podcast that said oh you know I was playing under Chris Coleman or I was playing under and I wasn't that comfortable actually out there but you know you do a job and you just have to and I think that's the case I think they're just gonna that's gonna have to happen so it's very difficult isn't it um of the way you line up I think you 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 go standard I've not got any issues with Dabo and McCallum being um a four four two, you know, left and right back. I've not got a problem with that at all. Yeah. Um, Hamer, you know, you can't drop a guy like that. Matty James, to me, seems a bit. I think he's very similar to Sheaf, but I think he feels very assured in the middle of the pitch. I think I could definitely ask him to get as much as he can out of the game, and then maybe look to bring Sheaf on um, when the legs start to go. But that that left and right wing is very difficult. I'm not really yeah. sure. I probably I'd probably play Giles on the left. Um I Instead think of McCallum. Oh, well, if you're going four four two, yeah. Oh well yeah, I mean that but then it's the loan issue, isn't it? We have to drop one loan player. Um it's difficult, this is the isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. And but it's it's madness, isn't it, really? I was just thinking, you know, we get one player sent off and we have to change our entire system to suit. I mean, that epitomizes the the fact that we don't have strength and depth. I know we're unlucky with Rose being injured. That wasn't yeah, I, did, for, I didn't but... really think about that. It's yeah. um, it's a really good point. That's really difficult. Um, you're not going to drop Matty James. You're not going to drop Ostergaard. So maybe it would be... Uh, I mean, look. <sighs> is it left field to put uh, Bapaga out on the left? I mean, the, 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 really. the head the head says... Would you, play, what, would you play a 4-3-3 then, possibly? I don't know. I mean, the head four, says Allen, four, doesn't it? The head could play says a four, three, three, an actually. experienced player like Allen, he comes straight back into the fold and, and plays. And I, I guess what you play O'Hare on that that right right side. Um, it's going to be quite a narrow four four two. Um, it, just oh, by the way narrow. that yeah yeah just by the way that we naturally probably line up. Um, but can we can we play that narrow and can we? Can we go up as a unit and play those triangles and play that football and, and outplay Sheffield Wednesday? That's what I'd like to see. But I don't know, left field, but could Bapaga do a job on the left left side? Be exciting, wouldn't it, if you saw him be, in the starting lineup? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be just excited defensively, if I saw that. defensively I'd worry, you know. He's yeah. he's an attacking player, but he's got the engine to do it. That's the key. Whereas yeah, just to run at players, you know? Yeah, he's got the engine. Yeah, well, let's see how it plays out. A bit of bit of thinking Robbins has got to do, obviously, before Wednesday. Um, yeah, well, obviously, we said the next three games are absolutely massive, Dave. Um, how many points do you think we need from these three, or how many do you have you got in your mind? It's it's, um, it's I don't know. You've got to you've got to pick up at least one win out of them, oh, mate. At the very and, least, and, I mean, and, and, yeah. and one draw. Sorry. So, but. I don't know. It's it's very very difficult. I Four mean, points bare minimum, really. Where, where yeah. would you where would you put yourself? I mean, it's it, it's it is a bit. If you come out the back of these games and it hasn't gone to plan, you're you're right in there, aren't you? This is the difficulty. I think because of if you look at the fixtures we've got in Feb, 
I think we need to get seven points from these games. I mean, we need to get nine points, but I don't think we will. Um, I think we need to we need to get seven to be honest, Dave. Um, six six or seven, really. We need to we need to win two out of these three games in whatever order it comes. Yeah. Really important. And if we can beat Sheffield Wednesday, that will make a massive difference because if you look at the points gap, would we be ten points ahead of them at that point? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, I think I think the most winnable game out of all of them feels to me is Birmingham. Yeah, I agree. Really. I agree with you. Uh, I think Birmingham, I think they're there for the taking. I mean, they haven't won for have they not won for ten games or something? They're yeah, in, I'd settle for a draw of a Forest. Although yeah, it, oh, I was, think yeah, it would, yeah, I would yeah. settle for a tight game. That's what mm. I would settle for. It sounds silly. I'd I'd settle for a game against Forest where we just make ourselves really hard to beat. But this is the home. thing, Dave. It, they depend on each other as well because if we did. You know, if, say we won the next two, or even won one and drew one of the next two. Looking at the table, then, then you'd be like a point against Forest because you just want to. What we're doing is building that gap, aren't we, between the bottom three or four and the the pack above that. So a point against Forest, you know, with the hindsight of the previous two games, could be could be good. If we lose these two or we draw one of them or whatever, then, then we'll need three points. I mean, yeah, but let's not sorry. also forget that it's. I, I think. A massive positive is this: is that we're we're effectively now at home for the next four games, yeah, and I think that yeah. will bode really well for the Watford game. I think that will will help us in in even the Watford game because yeah. you're not travelling, you're not having to, you know, the players can be around with their family. It's a and it's a very different good. scenario yeah. and situation. You're not going to be on the road for you know all of that time, so. I, I think that will really, really help us. But yeah, Sheffield Wednesday is, is one that I can't really judge. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tough game, if I'm honest. Birmingham, I think we've got to beat them. I think we've actually absolutely got to beat Birmingham. Um, and Forest, I think that I would take a point. But my, my Dave, head that's, says... that's the seven points I've got in mind, Dave, is win the next two and get a point, get a hard-fought point against Forest. And if we can do that, we'll be in very, very good shape going to Feb confidence as well and there's no reason why we can't grab some results in Feb either you know Watford at home like you say there's no reason why we can't beat Watford at home well they're all free hits right exactly and, and actually yeah. you're starting to and come to the business and- end of this game you're starting to come to the business end of 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 the league at, at, at where teams have got to get points and when you look at that top six with Brentford Norwich Watford they have got to get points yeah. And I'm not and I don't mean that means they're going to come out all guns blazing. I actually think that they're pressure. going to yeah, pressure. And I think that will do a lot to to them. And and I think that we're going to have treating like free hits almost and we always raise our game against tough teams. Yeah, we you're right. We always do the, that. The pressure uh, is a thing as well because, you know, as much as we want to stay in the championship and and whatever and that's so crucial for us and our finances and everything else. Equally, you've got teams like Watford where they have to go up yeah, you know, they they have to go. Up. There's no their their owners and their fans will be saying there is no other option other than getting promoted to the Premier League, and you know it's even more of a financial incentive than it is for us. So that you like you say pre- crunch time for those clubs as well, really. Yeah, and that's why I think if we can have a bit of a points gap, like you say, it becomes less pressure for us, more free hits, and we might find ourselves grabbing a win or two or grabbing a couple of point hard earned points in that month. And also, I think we play Cardiff as well. And although they were a team that are a tough team to play, they're, they're not doing very well. They're no. only a couple of places above us. So it's, you know, th- there's definitely results we can pick up in Feb. But yeah, next three are, are massive, as we said. 
You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. So just wanted to move on to a, a one piece of positive news that came in over the weekend. Um, looks like the imminent signing of Josh Reed from Ross County looks to be all but done. Um, looks like another tidy bit of recruitment, Dave. Yeah, and it's nice to see Robbins going into those those markets again. Um, I think that was him now, actually. But just, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that we've gone into Scotland. Obviously, we've heard a lot about players like uh, Shankland, for example. Yeah, Rose um, came from Scotland as well. Exactly. So, look, there are some gems to be unearthed. And if they're going to be unearthed, I think it is, you know, um, Chris Badlam, Mark Robbins, V Vash and, and, the, and the team doing that. So, yeah, I think it's another tidy bit of recruitment. We'll see what happens. Um, he's so young, of course, so the time is completely on his side. And I think that when you look at the team that's lining up in the under-23s now, there's some really experienced guys in there. Players like Drysdale that have gone out on loan to Gillingham. Uh, and I think that it will really suit any young player coming in to, to that, that, you know, that makeup. And I think it will be, be good for him. So, yeah, hopefully it looks like we're planning ahead as well, doesn't it? And that's that's key because we need to um, start planning for the future. And if he can get, I'm not expecting to see him, um, but if he can get some solid, you know, uh, appearances for the under 23s. Well, I think I think he's uh, I think he's going back on loan for the rest of this season. Of course, yeah. Of he's, course, it's a bit sorry. like the Michael. Yeah. It's a bit like the Michael Rose deal where yeah, it's sort yeah. of a pre pre signing almost. Yeah. Um, so which I think I think they work really well because it's nice for a player to sort of see out the season with their current club and get that extra experience, yeah. Um, which I think will do him really well. But knowing that he's coming to Coventry in the summer, get a full pre-season under his belt, and then, you know, hopefully will feature next season. But he's only 18. You know, he's very That's young. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So I suppose the comment still stands that he'll feature heavily in that that um, 23 squad once he comes into the fold, which is, is growing in stature. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, you look at the I guess the you make a call on him, don't you? Because I know, like, Hyam, for example, I think he was signed to be in the under-23s when we were in League Two, and yeah. he, he quickly got into the team, didn't he? So, yeah, I think, yeah, in, in the 23s, but, you know, when you look at our team, I mean, he's a, he's a left-back. We, we, we don't have any left-backs after this season, do we? Because they're all on loan or out on loan. Um, Mason might move on, possibly. So, I don't know whether they're they're thinking as a first choice possibly or a second choice, but you know I think he will be part of the first team plans. I mean he's very highly rated, so only eighteen, but it seems like he they think he's ready for the championship from from what I've been hearing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, let's hope that he can. Um, you know our academy's been so strong and and yeah, I think it's a great great bit of business to get a, a young player in and, and hopefully um, he'll you know go on to feature heavily. Um, for the Sky Blues. Yeah. F- Final topic to discuss, Dave, is sort of our your feelings around us staying up. We obviously put out uh, a tweet as well um, in the week just to see what our, our listeners thought as well. Um, after sort of Tuesday and with the games we've got coming up, how how are you feeling about our chances of staying up, Dave? You know, are you feeling slightly less positive or are you about the same as before? I'm a bit worried but, yeah. you know, I'm not going to start manically tweeting course, every day yeah. about this. Yeah, you're going to lose, um, lose your head. I'm not going to lose my head. Football is football. Nothing I Healthy can do paranoia. to control it. Um, but I think there's some concerns. When I look at the teams around us um, and who could possibly go down, I can only, re- I can only really see us and, and Birmingham um, outside of if... 
you know, Sheffield Wednesday do get their act together and start picking up points if they do. And I, it's a big if, isn't it? Because they, like you say, they've not, they've been on a great run of form recently. They didn't start life that great. Mm. Um, but to me, it's a bit of a, con- yeah, bit of a concern because I think Millwall have, have been well below um, average. I think QPR are one of those sides that are just so ingrained in the championship that I can't really see them getting relegated. Yeah. Yeah. Birmingham, for me, is and Forest and Derby, I think, fit into that I same think, QPR uh, car- think ca- Derby, category. I think- Derby have picked up and I think they'll they'll get themselves out of it as well. I think Forrest have got enough to get out of it. I, I really, I think you're right, Dave. I think us and Birmingham I'm looking at. and But I think the bottom three as it is now, Wickham, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham, I, I think that will be the bottom three. Um, but it just goes to show how big our games are. And we've obviously got to play Wickham at home, haven't we? We've got to play Rotherham away. And Sheffield They're, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chef Wednesday coming up. I think Rotherham and Wickham are possibly games in March. Um, they're going to be yeah, huge. Well, it's, but- that, it's that return fixture, isn't it? From uh, when we had that other month that was it was quite uh, pleasant, if, if that yeah. makes sense. It's a yeah. return of those fixtures. But so- it's, you know, we don't want to get to March having to, you know, if we get to March and we're one point outside there and then we've got to go away to Rotherham, then it gets, you know, it gets tough. But I, I feel like we've got enough to, to stay above that, those three at the bottom. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you on on sort of keeping on Millwall, Frost and Derby. I think they'll they'll have enough. Um, I think Sheffield Wednesday. You know, we've we've said how huge it is, but it you know it is, isn't it? It's massive. Because it's huge, mate. It's, it's just the biggest the, game of the season so far. It really is. Um, if we can if we can beat them, um, then it really keeps them locked into that relegation. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, let me just read out a few of our uh, follower views here. Um, so we put out this to ask our our viewers, our, sorry, our listeners, um, whether they thought we'd stay up or not. Danny White said, we need a goal scorer, still massively short in that area with injuries and a kid up front, attacking midfielder as well required. Mark Smith yeah, said... I just we w- don't know what you want Robbins to do with that though. Like he's been completely unlucky. January's an awful transfer month. He's it's done hard. some business and he's got someone in. You are where you are. We've got what, just we've got what get, we can. We've got what we can in, in January. Mark Smith said, we won't stay up if we play like we did on Tuesday. Uh, Lewis Jones says, despite the general consensus of relegation being imminent on Cov Twitter, I'd say we'll be absolutely fine. Spud says, yes, 100% to staying up. Uh, Harry Chataway says yes no one better than us at escaping relegation um, what else have we got here uh, Paul says yes there's worse teams than us Wickham cannon fodder Forest pants Brum can't score only Rotherham can compete with us in my opinion so we have a safety gap as long as we pick up points along the way no panics yet ask me again at the start of March we'll be in touch Paul in at the start of March Um <laughs> Dan says, very very unsure at the moment. Uh, Danny says, depends on the points we take from the next three. So people agreeing that the next three are very, very big games. I'll just read out a few more. Pete Scott says, it'll be a close one. Terry Jonas says, yes. James Hone says, yes. Robert Watts says, yes. So I'd say the general consensus from our followers is that we will stay up. But I think people I'm, like you, I'm, Dave. I'm, I'm I'm confident that we I, we will. Yeah, I think but it's I a, just it's think a, that it's not it's not going to be as plain sailing as the league looks like at the moment. I completely agree. I think the general consensus will will have enough to stay up. I think everyone's got a healthy sort of paranoia about it, which is only normal when you're around the bottom of the championship. But it makes yeah. it exciting, right? You know, it's going to be a 
it's going to be an exciting end to the season. You know, we just got to hope we can stay up and then we can all be back at the football next season and, and enjoy it. Yeah, I just had a glance at Sheffield Wednesday, Tom, just to see yeah. what is coming up because it's interesting. They play Preston after us. Of course, um, they're playing today at eight o'clock against Everton in the Cup. Um, so, you know, that's that's interesting. But, that is um, interesting, yeah. You know, they play Preston after us, which is one of those games that I, I don't really know how that would go. I didn't really think Preston were that great. I think we just laid down and kind of let them do what they wanted yeah. to do when we yeah. played them. Um, but I think we had enough to beat them. Um, and then I would also say um, Bournemouth would be their next fixture. I mean, could you give them a hope of um, of anything from Bournemouth? Uh, it's difficult to predict with Bournemouth, isn't it? Because, you know... They they're a good side, but they've they've had a couple of a couple of poor results recently. Um, I think they they lost to Luton, didn't they? I think they I'm trying to remember who they played last weekend. But yeah, they've 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 been good over the season. They were a good side when they played us, but they're they're quite hard to predict. And they've had a couple of dodgy results recently. But but you'd expect you'd expect Bournemouth to beat Sheffield Wednesday, really. Wouldn't yeah, you? exactly. And then they play Millwall, Wickham, Swansea. And Stoke, you know, Millwall are going to have to get get something from that from that game. I think uh, Millwall will pick back up again now because the, the the main issue they had was obviously they had COVID cases, which sort of you know disrupted their season a little bit. And got you know, touch wood, we don't have that problem because that really does seem to be affecting people and their rhythm and stuff like that. And we've got enough injuries as it is. Um, but I think they they'll probably pick up a little bit of form now. Now they've got that out of the way. Um, so yeah. Plenty of twists and turns, Dave, won't there? Yeah, no, it's going to be, you know, a white knuckle ride. But it it was always going to be. And that's that's the hardest thing, I think, about football is that when we came into this league, we played absolutely superb, lovely football last season. We were winning every week. We knew that wasn't going to be the case coming into the championship, of course. Um, but it's when you're actually in it, it's frustrating because, you, you, you know, you feel like you shouldn't be beating these t- teams. We shouldn't be going... Um, we shouldn't be going up against Reading and beating them. Really, let's be honest. It's yeah. just, it's yeah. We're, you know, you if you went yeah. through the start of the season like we did and looked at the fixture list and go, Reading, tough one. Can't see much from that. But I agree. Where at the same token, you would have gone Rotherham. We'll beat them. So it's 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 the, the issue with hindsight, and it's always in in the, you know, in that heat of the the moment where you think oh, this is not not going yeah. to plan but i agree but if you know if we if we stay up on goal difference we've overachieved haven't we let's be honest yeah because, because... we budget wise if you go you know if you look at budget which is one of the you know one of the ways you can sort of you know rank the teams i guess on where they should finish generally speaking um you know then we will have overachieved you know that's it's that's true what but it that's is. the difficult thing i think of that's what makes it so frustrating with me with the ability of having the hindsight at the start of the season you would have snapped your hand off for that but when you actually start getting into the games the frustrating thing for me is we play better football than a lot of these teams in this league we yeah. we're a but like i said Dave, that will but that will stand us in great stead if we stay up if we scrape you know in, and stay up in the league this season and play our football, we will be a much better team next season. I have full faith in Chris Badlin, in Robbins, in AD Vivesh to, you know, but to turn us into a good championship team that can that can finish mid-table, can push for the playoffs in a couple of seasons' time. 
You know, I think I genuinely think that. I just think there was so there was so much to do in the summer, and we couldn't do it in one summer. You just you just can't. You can't no. completely overhaul no. a League One team into a Championship team. But I think there's a lot of credit goes to the conditioning and the squad as well, because by all terms and purposes, most of them have made a, a really big step up into life in I'd the Championship. Say, yeah. I don't think there's all been players, many players really. that you could say has has let us down. There's times where individual errors which cause goals happen, but by and large, I think every every man that was in that League One squad at some point has has, has stepped up and, and played. You could possibly the say... Only, the only player who's played at this level really a lot is Matty James, really, isn't he? Yeah. And Fad's had a, bit, a little bit of a spell. But apart from that, no... I mean, even Hamer hasn't played at this level. Yeah. You know? He's exactly. playing in Holland, which, you know, you, you don't even know how that matches up with League One football, really. Um, so every single player, like you say, has had to step up and has had to improve very, very quickly. And I think they have, you know, and I, I think that it's, you know, a shame a lot of like players like Backer get a lot of um, s- sort of stick from, from fans at times. Jamie Allen, he's not really been given it. No, um, I was disappointed with him. I thought he'd be like Shipley, a new signing this year. Shipley as well, as obviously, um, you know, he gets, gets, um, gets it on Twitter a little bit, doesn't he? But the thing for me is that it's very hard in those roles to play a bit a bit part, but I think the the, the credit has to go to Vivash and, and and Robbins that they've really conditioned this team to 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 cope with life in the championship really really well. Yeah. And I think that I, I think like you said, one full season at this level, and next year I think those players will will increase in in quality I mean, again. You know, you, you look at how we started the season, even from the first kickoff against Bristol City, and we were behind within 15 seconds. I mean, and we didn't, we didn't. How many games do we win? Was it two out of the first 11 or something? Like we, we had a, a difficult start, didn't we? Yeah, we had um, a really difficult start. You know, you, and you also, look, it's next those... season, you start, you start how you, you know, how you finished, and you, you start strongly, and you start with, you know, experience and and nous and everything like that, and then. It's just a different thing altogether, and and also we we had all that time out, didn't we? Because of COVID, that was the other thing that that, that was tough. We yeah, won't no, have exactly. that. It'll be a level playing field next season, in the sense of you know the the playing time and everything like that. It will be you a know, lot more level playing field. I don't know how that will help. Yeah, budgets as well. You talk about that. I know there's caps and stuff going on and and whatever. But um, what you know exactly that and we've cut out the mistakes so much more than from those first 11 games. The ball used to go over our heads countless times. Mm. It doesn't now. We, we've we looked, you know, let's not forget we went on that 10 unbeaten run. We conceded very little goals. You look at the games, they're one nils, nil nils. That's fine. But the most important thing is being hard to build and we, we have been hard to beat and we have, we have grown up in that sense. Mm. You know, the first ball that went over, uh, to Jamie Patterson I think it, it, it was yeah. or, or what have you and you just thought Christ we're going to be caught out every game like <laughs> yeah. this it was real and they've not you know they've wised up to it they're solid at the back yeah McFadden's had some moments yeah Hyams had some moments but you know we went unbeaten for 10 games we looked really solid we looked so confident around the back uh, in the last four and where people were like putting out tweets about brick walls buses and stuff like that, right? So it doesn't yeah, that yeah. doesn't just go away overnight. They have grown to life in the championship. They'll continue to grow. They are going to make those individual errors, and that's just because of one probably pace for a start. You know those yeah. strikers that you're you're coming up against. They're, 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 yeah, they're, they're, they're strong, powerful, quick, 
nothing like what you would have got in in League One. Um, and I, I think you know when you have to look out of out of ten, you'd have to say it's a, a solid seven or eight of of how we've started life in in the championship and we're always going to be around that bottom thing you you, you know you've just got to without your sky blues tinted glasses on once you take them off you you look if you looked at a neutral you go coming into championship they're going to struggle Rotherham are going to struggle Wickham are going to struggle you wouldn't have probably had QPR and Millwall Millwall finished eighth last year you wouldn't have had them there around it you'd have had your Barnsleys yeah you would have had your Lutons so look it's it's going to be it's going to be a really really tough end to the season. It is going to be close. I don't think we're going to make any crooks about the fact that it's going to be a walkover. It's not. We are probably going to get dragged into this. But like you said, the next three games are huge. Yeah. Um, and if we can pull six six sorry you know seven seven points from that, then I think we're we're doing something. We're, it's positive. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting. That is for sure. Um, that's it for tonight. Thanks a lot for your contribution, Dave. That was uh, really enjoyable. And do check out our partner, Shortland Horn, for the latest properties across Coventry. Also, make sure to join us at full time after the Sheffield Wednesday game for our Sky Blues Extra Live. We'll dissect the action and we will bring in your comments as well. As always, if you want to get involved in the conversation on anything discussed in the show, just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.